Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts come on Friday show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Uh, coming up, Kenny Chesney. Coming up, Miranda Lambert. We got a big show today, but let's go around the room. Share with me what you have found this morning. Eddie, you go first. Guys, you know me. I love science, and I just saw an article, crazy article, that by the year 2025, we may not be able to see Saturn's rings. The rings oh that God. we know oh Saturn God. for. How many times have you guys seen them? Uh, I mean, every time you look at a picture, right? Yeah. You can still look at that old picture. Yeah, the picture will can, still have them. Yeah, but the, the, the planet's not going to have rings anymore. That's crazy. No, no, you're just not going to be able to see them from Earth. Well, yeah, but still But nuts. I already couldn't see them from Earth. Exactly. If you get a That's telescope. like telling me, hey, you'll never in the whole history of the world be able to meet Elon Musk again. And I'd be like, well, I never met him to begin with. So I didn't really hurt that much. I, I see what you're saying. I see yeah. what you're saying. But still, if you get a telescope and you look through it, you'd see the rings today. But in 2025, no longer. Thanks, man. Really interesting. Thank you. I had no idea it were so boring until you brought it up. I mean, okay, guys, just because you week, think science is boring, I don't think science that's on is boring. You. But that, okay, lunchbox, can you beat that? Oh, I can beat it. And it's from last weekend at a football game, Texas Southern University. This tuba player is playing in the band, and this guy starts do a better tuba than that, though. That's playing some song, and this guy starts heckling him, and as he's playing the tuba. Boom, boom, boom. Knocks him out cold and keeps on playing. This guy got in his face to like make fun of him, like heckle him. And the guy's like, I'm going to take it. Wait, like hard crosses. There's video of this? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome, dude. And he, the guy takes the first shot and stands there. Like, wait, what? About third shot, he's like, he's out. He's down. Yeah, he's Love down. It. He's down on the ground. It was so freaking funny. I thought he'd pick on the tuba player. <laughs> 
didn't happen. Amy, what do you have? So there's a dermatologist on TikTok that is saying, hey, guys, if you have a beard, make sure you are cleaning it every time you're in the shower or if you're not taking a shower, wash your face and clean your beard. And right now, Scuba Steve has a beard. Ray has a beard. Lunchbox kind of has a beard. Eddie sometimes has a beard. And there's... Some people say Caitlin's my beard. Right. (laughs) A little different. Well, all these guys are married. And the problem is when you're kissing someone, they're getting all that bacteria. And then sometimes it can even cause a little rash on the chin. It's called impetigo. And women are dealing with and they're having to get like prescription cream because then the bacteria is infecting the like... the guy won't wash his beard? Well, if the guy... If the beard is not clean and it has the bacteria in it and then you're kissing and it kind of rubs that skin a little bit and then it's raw and then the bacteria gets in there, it's causing impetigo. A lot of ifs, I'm be honest with you. So well, every time I kiss someone, my yeah, wife, yeah. like, and she gets that red like rash on her chin. Like, that could also be from rubbing. That's, it, that's what I always right. think. It's yeah. not every or time. Or it means, like Amy says, you're impotent. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's but not like, what she said. Oh, that's not what she said? <laughs> when y'all take a shower, do you wash your beard with soap? Soap, yeah. Okay, good. Like, like which, whatever I wash my face with, that's what I Perfect. do. That's, that's a good tip. I got a question. When you take a shower, do you wash your armpit hair with soap or shampoo? Soap. Soap. <laughs> I don't shampoo my armpit. Is that really all, a I shave, I shave most of my armpit hair with a zzz. Let me add to that. Yeah. Do you put conditioner on your armpit hair? No. Is, do is you it put it on your regular hair? Yeah, because the regular hair, people see it. Okay. I, I just, random question. Yeah, very. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Both of mine are, you have two, but they're the same category. It's, holy crap, that's big, okay? Oh. So when I say it, when I point at you, go, holy crap, that's big, okay? okay? <clears throat> From Fox News, a 14-pound, 8-ounce baby. Holy, holy crap, crap, that's, that's big. big. Was born last month in Canada. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even hear the story. Say it again, because I was a too ba- focused a big, on that. A 14-pound baby. A 14-pound, 8-ounce baby was born last month. Wow. Holy crap, that's... I didn't point, though. No, I didn't point. <laughs> oh, I thought you pointed. Yeah. That's the heaviest baby born since, like, 2012 and the heaviest wow. of the hospitals, like, 2010. But imagine that. Poor 14 mom. pounds, 8 ounces. Holy oh, crap, crap, that's, that's big. big. Yeah. Poor mom. Yeah, I mean, she had to give birth to that. hmm Yeah. He was 55 centimeters long. And I also think Holy about crap, big, that's big. I don't know what that means, really. <laughs> Me either. That's why I didn't point on that But one. I also okay. think about how that how much that baby's going to take to breastfeed. That's going to be a lot. He um, was, again, 14, 8. His other brothers have all been born at over 13 pounds. Holy oh, crap, crap, that's, that's big. big. Mm-hmm. My baby was 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, our second one. That doesn't Holy really sound big right now. It is big, but Not yours though. isn't as big as mine. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you said. Yeah, thank you. Well, no, that was the whole point. Amy, you didn't have oh, to really do that. Oh, Amy. Yeah. A nine-foot alligator. Holy crap, that's big. Yeah, bit a woman's face in Florida. <laughs> what? Is she going to be okay? Holy crap, that's messed up. You guys didn't even do the, the holy crap, that's big, except for Eddie. I pointed. A oh. nine-foot gator. Holy, holy crap, crap, that's, that's big. big. Yeah. She was snorkeling with a friend in a recreation area. <gasps> no. A nine-foot gator. It's a monster. Not only is it a monster. Holy crap, crap that's, that's big. big. This nine-foot gator attacked her, bit her forehead. What her This head? is from Fox 35 Orlando. A photographer nearby happened to snap photos of the immediate aftermath. The alligator still lurking behind them. She is not dead. She said, I ripped the mask off. I turned to see two little eyes sticking out of the water. She said a nine-foot gator came out of nowhere. Hmm. Her friend Shane said he heard a rush of water, saw the gator, and he turned around, but he couldn't even react because it happened so fast. She said it didn't hurt that bad in the moment. And then when she got back and she saw the punctures on her head and she didn't die. But if a nine-foot gator gets you, most times you're probably going to die. Yeah. But that's a big gator. Holy, Holy crap, crap, that's, that's big. big. There you go. Wow.
Yeah, Eddie, your story is by far the worst of this. Uh, you guys just don't like science. It's okay. I do like science. Doesn't sound like it. Because I gave you a good science story there. Uh, I wouldn't say it's good. I wouldn't say it's good at all. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years. We're planning to get married. However, my parents don't approve of the relationship due to cultural differences. They want me to end things to find someone more suitable. My boyfriend is kind, loving, and we're great together. I don't want to lose him, but I don't want to be estranged from my family either. I'm torn. I don't know how to navigate this situation. How can I stand up for my boyfriend without ruining my relationship with my family? Signed, daughter in distress. Okay. Here's the easy answer here. If you end up ending a relationship because of something that your parents believe in, not you, you want this relationship with your parents, but you're going to resent them. If not now, you're going to resent them big time later. And later, it's going to be even worse than it would be now. This is one of those situations when you are a young adult where you have to figure out who you are. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to be who you are because what's comfortable is the same. And the same is not always the right answer. I don't know what the cultures are. I don't know what the differences are. No idea what that is. All I'm saying is just because your parents want it, first I would ask them why. And if it is just a culture thing, then okay, it's... That's not for that's not for me. It's not for you. You're gonna be so upset at them years later. If it's like they know he's a bank robber or something, mm-hmm. different. That's different. But I would just let them state their peace. If they're old, old people have older thoughts that are wrong. But they'll die soon. Wow. 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 And then we can move on, everybody be happy. No chance you should break up with anybody friendship, relationship, because the cultural difference is if you don't want to break it up because somebody else wants you to do it. You just shouldn't. If it's on your heart and you, that's on you, but don't do it because somebody else wants you to do it. There's just, don't, don't do it. No, that's sacrificing your own happiness to please others. You will resent your parents so much. <sighs> but that's good because I'm wondering what the answer would be to that question. Yeah, because why? I, uh, why? Yeah, why not? And let's see how honest they're about to be. Yeah. No, be for real. That's what I say. Be for real. <laughs> mm? And then when they're not for real and they don't have a good answer, okay, I choose not to take your advice. But if it's something like, yeah, he killed three people, we know that, and we just want you to not be with them, that you should listen to. Mm-hmm. But then you follow up and yeah. prove it. But if it's culture, yeah. I feel like even there's like culture, I'm thinking back to like in college, one of my boyfriends was Catholic. And I don't know so much. I mean, my dad definitely didn't care about that. Oh listen, wait for it. I know. Wait for I know. It? It's, it's weird to think about now, but it's just the type of you know, it's church that I was in. That I've was, said nothing. I'm just looking at Amy. <laughs> I know. All but I was going to say like was, a, within the Christian community, it's not really that culture. No, no, no. But, but it is, I know, it is, but it's though, fundamentalist like, type I where you. I was. And so... I, I, my mom so much didn't care. I know my dad didn't, but I know there was whispers at church. Like, oh, Amy's dating a Catholic. You need to be praying for her. Maybe she can bring him to church. And we can, you know, like it was a thing where I thought... And so then I started to think... You know, and then I I went to mass with him, and I felt like am I not supposed to be here? Which FYI, if you go to mass and you're not technically Catholic, don't go do communion. Yeah, you're not allowed to. do Yeah, that. I did that. Um, did what about <laughs> if it would have been like a Jehovah's Witness or LDS? Oh, that or... would have been 
far that would have probably been worse like uh, i i get it but i mean i'm just saying yeah you think you look in the christian faith and it's like the culture things can be broken down and broken down and broken down and there's all these little tiny compartments or for that matter some people he's baptist not southern baptist. right right or, <laughs> so you broke up with him because or, they didn't like him no i didn't uh-uh, no he broke up with me with Bubba Stray? <laughs> but no. Oh, that'd be cool. But another example of this might be, you know, you bring somebody home and they're not part of the political party that your family is in. It's like, oh, they, you know. Don't do anything for your family. Right. If you it's can't. just for your family. You have to do it for yourself. Yes, thank you. You only get this one life. That's right. You only oh, get yeah, one yeah, shot. Yeah, one shot. Might, one <laughs> opportunity. Yes, my mom's spaghetti. My sweater already. All right, close the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's almost time for Fun Fact Friday, and I got music fun facts. I'm going to give you one pre. We're pre-gaming, as your kids would say. I like that. The Village People, what's their most famous song, Amy? YMCA. Correct. So they go on American Bandstand. They don't have the hand movements as part of their act. The crowd starts to do YMCA as they're singing it. So they're like, oh, that's cool. Let's put it in the song. So then they, then they, yeah, the crowd, the village people never plan to do the arms. How do people just think of that? I don't know. That quickly. I don't know. Just say YMCA. Why? Oh, yeah, it's natural. I threw my hands. I didn't even mean to. Yeah. How about that one? That's cool. That's pretty fun, right? Mm -hmm. That's what this next segment's all about. Let's go. Fun fact Friday. Amy, you're first. You're about one centimeter taller in the morning when you first get up than when you go to bed. Gravity? Yeah, well, it's because during the day, the soft cartilage between your bones gets squashed and compressed. I assume from, yeah, gravity. gravity. Dang. So next, you should next, measure next, yourself. Next time I go get a driver's license, I should stay in bed the whole yes, time and lay down yes. until it's time to get up and they can be like, they're 6'2". Go early in the day, yeah. Yes. Lunchbox. Pephoria is the sense of release as bladder pressure lessens as a result of the stimulation of nerve endings in the mm. urinary system as you go pee. Yeah, you euphoric. needed to say nothing else except pephoria. I knew it exactly. Yeah. I like pephoria. So Me too. Pephoria like, is oh, amazing. That's pephoria. Oh, God. Oh, I mean, that's automatic, right? Going, oh. oh. <laughs> Especially like when you got to run to the bathroom, like when you're holding it, holding it, holding it, and you're on a road trip, you pull over and you run. Ah! Anything on there on pephoria? Mm-hmm. I'll find that for next week. Okay. That, there's no really, oh, when that happens. There, yeah. Uh, if you never had, yes, there is. <laughs> All right, you. Eddie. So 3% of the Antarctica glaciers are made of penguin pee. Wow. Yeah, because I guess freeze over. those high temperatures make urine uh, freeze, and then it turns into mold, and then that's part of the glacier. Man, you know what? That made the best one you've ever brought. Thank you, dude. No, he because it's about pee, dude. Oh, I got it. And you should have sent it. that my way. Morgan. You know those loofahs people have in their bathrooms? By people, you mean me, yes. Yeah. yeah. If you have one, loofahs are actually vegetables. They're distant relatives of melons and squash. So before they reach maturity and become the loofah you use, Wait, they are also are the, edible. They're the sponge loofahs. I thought that was a thing that the Bed Bath & Beyond made up. Yeah. No, no, like, because my thing doesn't feel like a vegetable. You Yours can eat not. your loofah? It's got a rope in it. The don't, kind is the rope vegetable? <laughs> hey, don't eat, don't eat the loofah. I would bet the kind what you have world? is not the vegetable. It's it's the, before they reach, when they reach maturity, they become the loofah that we know that people use on their bodies. But before that, they're edible. There's multiple stages of the vegetable. But mine's not edible. Yours is not. No. Yours is like You're, The hot pink plastic. one that you have is not edible. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I was wondering, is that dragon fruit? I'm always confused by the dragon fruit. Okay, so I have two of these. We'll start with Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. Yes. You know the song? Yeah. A brown eyed girl. Was it originally the title? Do you know the original title? You're my? Uh, Uh, Chevy. Okay, do you remember Are you thinking Chevy to Levy? Yeah, because it was... Wrong song. 
Is it, was it called Shalala? Hmm. Lala? It was called Brown Skin Girl. Yeah, let's not do that. But he claimed he changed it absentmindedly. He just sang it wrong. And he was like, oh, I didn't realize I sang it. Brown eyed to the brown skinned girl. Brown skinned girl. That, that was it. Right. It was not a conscious decision to change it. He had written it and was singing it. Wonder if that would have been a hit. Who knows? You'll never know. You'll never know. And the Backstreet Boys never had a number one hit. The closest they came was number two when Quit Playing With My Heart. Yeah, Quit Playing With My Heart. Got to number two in 1997. Really? Yeah. They had a lot of top fives, a lot of top tens. NSYNC did have a number one song with It's Gonna Be Me. I mean, they have so many jams and none of them were number one. That's exactly. crazy. And finally, a Swiss Army knife is called a MacGyver knife in South Korea. Oh, that's cool. Because it does a lot of stuff like mm-hmm. MacGyver. There you go. I had fun. Did you guys have fun? Yeah. A lot of fun. Fun Fact Friday. Good. Fun Fact Friday. Yay! It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Guys, I got a story. This is going to be Lunchbox in 60 years. Okay. 60? 60 years. That means he's wow. going to be over 90. So, okay. Yeah, hope right. he makes it there. Yeah. So, Helen Holland is 101 years old. She's a mother of four and a grandmother of 17. A great grandmother of 54. Crazy. No way she remembers all those names, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, in 1939, she was at BYU and she had to leave in 1941 due to financial concerns. So, she never graduated college. Well, after watching her granddaughter recently graduate with her master's degree, she's like, you know what? I, I kind of want to go back That's and cool. get my college degree. So BYU. Why don't you just let, him, let her clap out of classes at 91? Yeah. Yep. They're working to accommodate her by organizing suitable classes since the ones on her original transcript are no longer available. Yeah. Sewing, penicillin, <laughs> a churning butter. All those are gone. Yes. But yeah, she loves the football game. She knows all the songs and cheers. And uh, she's the biggest BYU fan. And. She's going to graduate. She's 101 years old. She's That's, I like that story. I know. Super. I also like that she can just think. I mean, genetically, she's very lucky. She's probably taking care of herself to be that old, over 90 years old, 100 years old, mm-hmm. and still like, I want to go to college. Right. Or... I know my great granddaughter's name. Even that's a big deal. I wonder if she's going to have like 5 a.m. classes because, you know, older people wake up early. Right, right. A little bit early. But I think at 101, do you wake up early? I think you just have to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) You open your eyes at 100 and be like, woo! I think you reserve her a parking spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. She probably won't have to go in a whole lot. She probably won't drive if she does. I thought she may go on campus. That'd be awesome. Probably maybe a little bit. Uh, We went to BYU. It's going to be our next episode of Too Much Access. It's awesome. It's there. beautiful. This football stadium's in the middle of mountains. Mm. When we went and put on all the pads and and BYU is, it's a basically a religious school. And I, I really wasn't thinking about it when I got the number sixty nine to wear to be hilarious. <laughs> what you did that? I did. Yeah, I'm wearing number sixty nine because they put us in all their pads and helmets and we run and through drills. They asked you what number? Do like, you what want? number do you want? I was like, I'll take sixty nine. I thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. Okay. What they said? They said okay. They I'm surprised they have that number available. I know, me too, <laughs> guys. It's just a number. I know, but is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it just a number? Uh, great story. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, this is Amy and Kenny Chesney. What do you think Kenny Chesney's uh, his, his biggest song, most streamed song ever is? Uh, don't blink. Now, where it gets confusing is that would be one of his longest big songs, but sometimes newer songs were bigger. Oh, but- h- Half of My Hometown? No, no, No Shoes, uh, No Shirt. American Kids, number one. Oh. We were Jesus, ah. <laughs> number two is Get Along. Oh, Get Along down the road. He's got a new song called Take Her Home, which is out today. Here's a clip of that one right here. And take her home, but fall in love. Thank the good Lord up above that he sent one down into your arms. Put a chain around your raised And his son goes down 2024 tour. Tickets on sale November 17th, so that's next week. So here is Amy 
and Kenny Chesney, who has 62 multi-platinum, platinum or gold certified singles. I don't even know what that means. I just saw it, thought I'd read it and fit it in there. Sounds awesome though. A gold certified single? I don't know. (laughs) It's impressive. Whatever it is. I agree. (laughs) Don't know what it is, but it's worth something. Uh, He has an advertising degree. Do you know that? No. No. Now I'm reading the notes they sent me. He's known for his laid back beach inspired style. I knew that. He's a huge football fan and played the sport in high school. Yes. Okay. Uh, 62 multi-platinum or platinum gold singles. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive, man. I even said that one wrong and I'm still impressed. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here's Amy and Kenny Chesney. The Friday Morning Conversation with Kenny Chesney. We got a new song, Take Her Home. I like the message behind it for sure. It makes me think of that saying, um, have you heard, it's the start that stops most? The start that what? The start that stops most. Huh. So like, it's the start that stops people because they don't want to go for it. And I feel like that's the message of Take Her Home. Well, I can tell you when I first heard it, it it just reminded me of these, these, these life moments that in ways connect us all, but we have to take the step, like you just said. Life brings us these moments and we have to, in a way, like the character in this song, man up to it and move forward with it. And I don't know, I, I, I've, I've really felt like that I've been looking for a song like this for a while. Uh, it was um, it was not necessarily, you know, I, I, it's here's the thing. I look for songs that obviously that I can relate to and it's, that is my life. But I also feel like that, you know, throughout my career, I've been able to find some songs that I knew that other people could relate to also, and maybe even more so. And so I felt like that this song, Take Her Home, had the thread of that in there. And I've been looking for that for a, for a minute. Yeah, I feel like you can kind of take it for what it is, especially in the first verse. You'd be like, oh, okay, you know, guy sees yeah. a girl at the bar, gets some, you know, sends a drink over the shots or whatever. And then, um, you know, it, it goes from there, but it's so much deeper than that. Well, the way they turn the song, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's pretty incredible. And I, I was looking for a song like this, but I didn't know where it was going to come from. And Hardy sent me this song. We were, I thought we were done. And he goes, I don't know if you're done with your record, but we wrote this two days ago. And I thought of you, it reminded me a little bit of There Goes My Life. And I went, well, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I heard it and I went, wow. I mean, like, there's not too many people sitting in a room writing these life songs anymore. And when I heard it, I just absolutely, you know, was thrilled that I get to sing this kind of song. Is there something when you hear a song like that that you look back on and you're like, oh, man, uh, you know, you regret not taking that chance or doing that thing? Well, you, that's what you hope that a song like this does. You know, that it's a, it's a, it connects with people in a way that it makes them fall in love or take a chance or, you know, go the extra step. You know, it's one thing, like you said, to, to buy a girl a shot of Patron and introduce yourself. But then the next steps that the where that goes, it's, you know, I, I think that well, I'm even thinking like, gosh, like on a I think of so many things, even professionally speaking or like a song that you. Oh, do I have regrets? on? Yeah. Like oh, or something that you missed out on where you're like, oh, man, I, oh, well, <laughs> I, I should have. I, I didn't shoot my shot then (laughs) you know what I will say professionally you know I don't have a lot of regrets now of course you hear songs on the radio and 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 I went wow that was that sounds much different with them singing it you know Mm -hmm. and and I'm a true believer that songs end up where they're supposed to end up 
But there's been a few times where I went, wow, I missed that one. You know, that, that sounds really great. And but it, was, it sounds great for them. And I don't know if it was sounded great for me. So there's a few of those moments. Yeah. And there's moments that you that you think back, especially now <laughs> in my life where, you know, I could have done things a little differently. But I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, you know. I mean, yeah, I would say. But I mean, just not bad, as, not as bad. a human, I mean, as, as whatever, you know. So, but I think this um, this this song has a lot of those life moment lessons in them. You know that that, that the thing I love about it is that that it that it, it's just it's got a lot of commonality in it. No matter no matter who you are or where you are in your life, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's it's one of those songs that yeah could be uh, something that someone hears for for the first time and yeah. or, or they hear it a few times and they really take take it to heart like oh maybe I need to go for this and it could completely right. change the trajectory of their life 100%. based on a song that you recorded. Well, I will tell you that's the thing that I love about creating. Yeah, is you go into a room or you go into the studio with a song and you create something that wasn't there yesterday, you know, and now you have it. It's, it's like, you know, the, the it's like, you know, um, a secret that nobody knows in the world. You have it in your hip pocket. You created this song and you're and like this song, we're getting ready to give it to the world. Right. But that's the thing I love the most about creating is that you never know how a song or a record, how a lyric or whatever is going to touch someone. And, and everybody, every, everybody takes it a different way. And you never know how it's going to touch that person. And that's what I love about writing songs and making music. And you get on stage and you look out into your audience and you see the effect it's ha- had on them and how much they've not only, you know, listened to the music, but lived with it. And that's the thing. That's that's what's so that's what's so great about creating and writing songs. What song do you hear from fans the most, or is there a particular one that For stands me, out of like this? Yeah, over and it's over. It's changed this over the me. years. It's it's changed over the years, but I mean, uh, uh, several a long time ago, it was a song I did uh, about AA called "That's Why I'm Here," and that was a long time ago. So I still I still get these uh, AA coins at um, at, at shows. Gosh, that's special. You know, and I, of course, There Goes My Life. When, when There Goes My Life first came out, and it was before we could communicate so well with our phones, you know, we didn't have the communication that we, you know, that we have today. But at shows, I, I would see people hold up their phones back before people held up their phones. I'm going, what are they doing? But they were letting their dad hear. Mm-hmm. The girls that were in the show, they, would, they were letting their dad hear me sing that song because it was their song. And then, you know... And then, you know, the people that live on boats want to hear no shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have a, a, a wide variety yeah. of fans uh, of all different yeah. walks of life. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I look out into my audience and I, I, I see a very eclectic yes. bunch of people. Um, kids of all ages now, you know, and um, it just it's, you know, that's what you hope. You know, when you come to this town as a dreamer and you got a song or two in your head and you hope that you can touch touch that group of people. And it's, yeah. it's been really special to see. And, and I think songs like, you know, Take Her Home is, is, is going to add to that that canvas some. You know, I'm proud of it. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think you should be. It's definitely going to be those one of those ones where I swear people are going to be like this song. This is what motivated me to <laughs> to talk to her or yeah. go a- ask for something at work or to take that next step to do whatever or take the leap to write something. Yeah, try something creative themselves. I or, mean, it yeah, or ask somebody out or yep. ask somebody to marry them or to quit a job and do something else that that's maybe that that might feed them more as a person or to not be with someone anymore. Yeah. Not, <laughs> to not be with, no, it's <laughs> true. That, <laughs> I mean, give give them, give them the courage to get out. Right. Yeah. I mean, but sometimes it takes that you maybe you know, need that nudge to like, Oh, wait a second. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not living my best, best life. life. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's that, that. Like I keep going back to that, but that's the thing about music. You know, it's in the messages of these songs and why we love songs and why we gravitate towards a certain thing. What's a song not, you're not involved in it at all that has impacted you in oh. a way? I mean, you could, any, any time in your oh, life. Oh, wow. That's hard because I have... I've got so many. It's like asking me my favorite song. You know, it's it's impossible. Um, Was there a song that maybe changed the trajectory of your life that maybe impacted well, you wanting to get into? Well, a lot of George Strait songs did. Oh. I mean, I mean, there was a lot of that. You know, when I, when I was growing up. Um, there, there was a lot of those songs that Dean Dillon wrote that George Strait recorded that I that that made me want to chase this dream in the first place. And how old were you when you knew? Well, I was a senior in high school when I kind of knew. Then I got into college and I was um, decided that I was going to um, I was going to play in a, in a corner at a, at a bar at my this this bar in Johnson City, Tennessee for tips. And that's when I knew. I didn't know how, I didn't know where this was going to take me, but that's when I knew that I loved, you know, when people were at the bar and they turned around and listened to me, I went, wow, this is, this is really great. And I was singing my hero songs. I was singing George Strait songs. I was singing Hank Jr. songs. I was singing Randy Travis songs. I was singing the Eagles. I was singing Tom Petty. I was singing, uh, everybody. I mean, everybody. Um, so music overall impacted me. And I was always, uh, I always gravitated towards the the men and women that made up their songs and then sang them live. I, I, I was always gravitated towards the singer songwriters, and I didn't know the genius of Bruce Springsteen until I started doing this. You know, because living in East Tennessee, you don't hear, we didn't hear Born to Run much. Um, we heard Alabama and Kenny Rogers, right? Yeah. So we didn't hear Born to Run in East Tennessee. And so, um, but when I started, you know, writing songs and I went out and performed, th- that's when I realized the genius of him. And, and what's crazy is, is that, you, you know, you gravitate towards these people and then you get to a place in your life and the people whose song and the people whose songs really impacted you and changed the trajectory of my life is you get to a place where you become friends with these people and you know them. And yeah, do you remember the first time you met George Strait? The first time I ever met George Strait was at the BMI Awards years ago. But it was in passing, right? It was like, you know, I, I cared much more about meeting him than he did about meeting me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then... That was th- my experience as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but fast forward a couple... You know, a couple, a couple years, I guess it was, and then 
all of a sudden I was out on the road with him. And then I got to, to, to hang out with George and, and got to, you know, get to know him. And it was crazy, you know. And I mean, yeah, especially since yeah, you were he was one of the reasons why you got into Yeah. Yeah. So, so to be in the car with your mother and, you know, driving around East Tennessee and listening to George Strait. And then all of a sudden I'm on my, my bus is parked next to his out on one of his stadium tours. And I was the first guy on stage. You know, during the day, right? But my bus was there. You know, it was great. And I um, was was when that happens to you, it's 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 such a, a surreal thing. You know, I you know when I met Joe Walsh, it was I was just stunned. And when I when I actually not just met Bruce Springsteen, but I was but I had a conversation with him about songwriting and and about creating and the the live element of it and becoming friends over the years. It's just something that you don't see coming. Well, yeah, you, you feel that way about all those names, uh, but there's so many artists that have felt that way about you and oh. the, the impact you've made on their career. And I do. I feel like I feel like Take Her Home is going to, you know, steer some people in certain directions and, you know, it's going to come up and question one day with them like, oh, why are you here? How did you do this? What is what is this decision? And they're going to say, oh, it's this Kenny Chesney song I heard. Take her home. Uh, well, Isn't that cool to think about? It's very cool to think about. Yeah. But, you know, you don't think about those things in the moment. You know, I mean, you, we, we spend a lot of time recording these songs and wishing them up the charts and and um, working really hard on the road. And, you know, I, I've been guilty of this, of sometimes forgetting that, you know, what, people are actually listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're I mean? paying attention. Yeah, they're listening. It's yeah, meaning they're living their life them. with this music, and you know, we are in the in the middle of it, and you know, doing what we do. But people are actually listening, and that's what makes it great. Yeah. One, we're thankful for the creatives that give it to us because yeah. music can be so healing. I'll, I'll close with that. Um, I have no idea the scientific evidence behind this, but. I did read today that if you're in any sort of pain, listening to your favorite song, they did this whole study and they were like inflicting pain on people, I guess. And when they would play their favorite song, the pain didn't feel as bad. Wow. Yeah. So, and they said, they said music in general helped with the pain, but when it was a, their, their favorite, the pain wasn't as bad. Cause it's usually sometimes associated with a positive memory. Yeah. That's right. Really so that's that's the power of music. That's why we all love music. Yeah. You know? And so thank you for giving us all that you do. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> Here's Manic Mays from Clarksville, Tennessee. I am nine. I was wondering if I should get my ears pierced now or when I'm 10. Should I get one ear or both ears? Also, Lunchbox is the best. We think that's a boy. Is it? Because it's a one ear or two. Right. That's why I say one ear or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good and the name's Manic Maze. Wait till you're 10, kid. Yeah. Ends the year when all the adult decisions kick in. 10? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I don't know, this is easy to say. Wait, wait till 10, kid. Uh, all right, here's uh, another one. Hey, I've got a joke for Amy. What do you call a spider with 10 eyes? Spider. That's good. Can I do that one? That's pretty funny. It was kind of already done. No, no, but I mean, not at the morning corny time. (laughs) No, but we do respect that one. That's a good one. Here's Heather from Cincinnati. I am coming to the Louisville show. Heard you say that the Louisville show still had tickets available and that you thought it was on the 15th. 
So I just wanted to make sure you knew it's on Friday the 17th, just so we both show up on the same day because I have a little bit of a drive to get there. Um, I'm super excited about the show. My daughter bought me tickets as a surprise because she knows how much I love the show. And to yet the show. Thanks. On the 17th. On the 17th. Well, the 15th, I'm in Austin. Maybe there was a mix-up, either yeah. from me or from her ears. Maybe from me, probably from me. Interesting. I've never heard a fan remind the artist that yeah. the date of the show. Well, the 15th, I have a charity show in Austin. The 17th is my final comedically inspiration show in Louisville. That's that. Got it. Tickets to both, bobbybones.com. They just released extra tickets to both of them if you guys want to come. Thank you for that, though, Heather. I'll put that on my calendar. <laughs> Amy's pile of stories. So Cinemark Theaters has partnered with DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and what they're doing is they'll deliver. Can you imagine watching a movie and the delivery guy comes in? <laughs> Mark! <laughs> yeah. Is there oh a Mark goodness. in here? Oh, no. Yeah, the no, 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 no. like the bomb's about to get... Sean! <laughs> no, it's the opposite <laughs> of that. It's that you can have, like, movie theater popcorn delivered to your house. Oh, that's lame. Like, they'll go pick it up. I mean, it's, it's a fun little uh, promotion thing. That's lame. Just popcorn? Well, you can get whatever you want, but I can't imagine buying no, hot dogs ten dollars for ten days. And you can get Sour Patch Kids from the store. I kind of like my idea better now. Of yeah, like, I do. Okay, Mark. is that Jessica here? You got your nachos. And the movie stops. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You might be hearing songs when you're shopping right now, like Jingle Bells or Jingle Bell Rock or any kind of Christmas stuff. And stores are doing that right now on purpose because. They want you to feel positive and nostalgic and get in the spirit and ultimately spend, spend more, more money. money. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that. That's literally Season what's happening. Spending. Yeah. Going so in debt. Pay attention when you're shopping. If you're getting a little too happy and a little too spendy, you might need to just take a break. I pause. tell myself that sometimes. My dad mm -hmm. used to get his wallet out and be like, it's beginning to look. Oh, like no. <laughs> he would sing it sadly. Yeah, his wallet was That's empty. hilarious. <laughs> that is it's funny. It's beginning to... <laughs> Your dad is funny. Mm -hmm. funny dude. Uh, which, speaking of shopping in stores, I saw a list of places that are going to be closed on Thanksgiving that used to be open, but like Walmart, Target, Best Buy, Macy's, It's Michael's, all the backlash Kohl's. from people going, let people have off. And I used to be the person that worked on those days, and I would be like, no, 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 we'd get double and a half. Now, some people do have to work, but it was the greatest time to work. It'd be annoying, but you would get double and a half. Time and a half? Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about... Double and a half or time and a half? Double and a half. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's extra. What is sure. that? That's Two, extra, extra. No, that's that's time, time and half. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a holiday, bro. That's good money. Like time and a half maybe for like, if you're working. Overtime. Overtime. Okay. Double and a half on, it was awesome. I got double and a half at the radio station on Christmas day. Wow. Christmas day. And I was like, this is amazing. So anyway, I hear you. I'm glad. But I wish there could be a volunteer, volunteer list of like people who wanted to work on the holidays. <laughs> yeah, but if you only get like five people and you got a whole target. Hey, that's that's rock, baby. All right. Uh, I have a list of outdated tech that we're still using or outdated things that we still like and we're okay with it. Postal service. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's on there. Yeah, watches, yeah. a notepad and pen, a calculator with buttons. I would say watches that do not count. I watch on. Watches are jewelry for guys for the most part. You don't look at it to get the time? Occasionally, but I have my phone. But if you wear a watch for the most part, it's, it's a jewelry piece more than it is yeah. a time. Because everybody has phone on their on their phone. A time on their phone. Yeah. Or sometimes you have time and time and a half on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Double. Double but, and some people do wear a watch for, uh, old school to see time. But I wear a watch. A lot of people that I know that are under 55 that wear a watch do it because it's the one way for a guy to wear something. Mm. 
And I'm yeah. a watch guy now, so. The final things that made that list, uh, paper maps and a radio. Paper maps? Who uses paper maps? Oh, my, my father-in-law does. Really? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Every time we're going, like, you know how to get to the airport? He busts out the map, like, I got it. Even old school radios where you have to, like, tune, that's, who, who has those? Yeah. I mean, everything's digital now. Like I have one, but it's an antique. Like, it's, it looks cool. So, yeah, I have one, too. Oh, an antique one. I found it at, a, like, a thrift store, and I got it just because... And it I, works, Amy? Radio. I don't know yet. It's so cute, though. I mean, right, that's you. my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. As everybody knows, seasons come, seasons go. But for some reason, fall always seems to be just a little too short. And with winter always rolling in super fast and lasting for what feels like forever, especially where we live, and you too probably, what it really means is it's time to refresh your winter wardrobe. And are you the type of person that loves to stand out and be a bit different with bold and bright colors? Well, Macy's has everything from royal blue coats to green handbags and highly colorful favorites. Or, you know, maybe you're feeling a little more low-key this season. You can check out their warm winter neutrals like muted dresses and sweaters. For all the inspiration and must-haves that you need right this second, go to Macy's.com slash style. And don't forget, if you need a little help finding your style footprint, pair up with a personal stylist. It really doesn't matter what type of event you're shopping for, whether it's a company holiday party or a friend, family get-together, gift exchange. They're going to help you put everything together either in-store or from the comfort of your own home. It's totally free. Go to Macy's.com slash personal stylist to book your appointment today. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Last week, Officer Dow Turrentine pulled someone over in Rome, Georgia, walks up the car says, do you know why I pulled you over? And all of a sudden he hears, boom! And he looks up and there's a crash at the intersection right up the road. And he takes off running. Hoo, 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 hoo. And there's an SUV with a mom and a kid in it. Smoke coming from it. He's like, uh-oh. Pulls out his baton. Boom! Boom! Psh! Breaks the back glass. Climbs in. Pulls out his knife. Dang. Cuts the airbag. God, pulls man. the kid out of the car. And that's when good Samaritans come and pull the mom out of the car. Then it goes up in flames. Wow, right on time. Right on time. Maybe not right on time, but that's geez, police officers have to run toward danger. It's amazing. We have firefighters, yeah, yeah. military. Doctors. They run toward as I'm I see danger, I go the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. They run toward it to save people. And then also I think about the car that he pulled over. Do they just drive off? Right. I was thinking about that too. Like they're like because he pulled someone over and he as said, long as you whistle and look around, like <laughs> slowly drive off. <laughs> yeah. Lungs not like, eh. like. Do you know why I pulled you over? Or you go like matter. this? Should I stay? Like, real, real quiet, real quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Officer, I should probably stay, right? If you want me to stay here and get this ticket, please stay acknowledge something. it. No, okay, I'll be going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good, good deal that those people live. That's great. Thank you. Uh, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics 
in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.